and welcome to the Living With Purpose podcast. I'm your host, Simone Denny, and I'm here to uncover how we find more joy, greater fulfillment, and deeper purpose in our lives. I will be sharing my own journey, as well as insights from thought leaders and everyday people who are living with purpose and have created a life they truly love. Hello there. Welcome to today's podcast. I'm so happy to be here. I am back on Waiheke Island after a little trip back to Sydney, which was so lovely to reconnect with old friends and family and yeah, special friends of my daughters. And it's just very apt to talk about the importance of connection because I came home from that trip and my heart felt so filled with love of old friends and I went out to dinner with James and had a few little tears on Tuesday night which was the full moon and just said how much I miss my beautiful tribe there and how much I wish I could just bring all the people I love from around the world into one place and how good life would be then. So I thought it's quite apt to talk about um, this subject of connection. And it's been a really big theme for me all this year, actually. And funnily enough, it's the word that I put as my focus for the year, for my one word. And it showed up on my vision board and it was the word that was most important. And Funnily enough, I've found out lots of stuff about myself through this word, just um, some of the epigenetic testing that I've done. I've found that connection for my biotype, for my body type is the most important thing to make me thrive from, um, from a genetic perspective. It's not, it's not what everybody is, but it is what um, is important to me. And I've really discovered how different I experience the world when I feel fully connected in meaningful relationships and when I compare to when I don't and I feel a bit isolated or I'm not seeing enough people there's a really um, great divide for me and it's been a wonderful learning you know learning curve for me to understand myself a bit better and what makes me tick Um, we don't all need connection um, to the same degree but all of us do need connection. Feeling connected is just an innate human need and um, certain people need it more than others and I'm probably one of them. So today I want to talk about um, some of the ways that we can help ourselves to feel more connected and why it's actually so important for us. I believe that the most powerful medicine that you can prescribe for yourself is face-to-face connection with other people. And I think it's really underrated how important this is. You know, we live in a world where we feel very connected to everybody through technology, but it's this face-to-face meaningful connection that I want to talk about today. So we can't under- underestimate the importance of human connection for our well-being and our livelihood. Research shows us that feeling a deep sense of connection to others increases our lifespan, improves our health, and makes us happier people. And there's a plethora of research that I've found um, on this topic. Sadly, more humans than ever before are suffering from an epidemic of loneliness. 
It's said that currently one in four Australians are suffering from loneliness. And in America, it's one in two, I think. Um, New Zealand's pretty quite similar to Australia. It's our youngest generation who are at most risk, which is interesting because I think we've always focused on the older generation and we kind of know that later on in life, these connections are really important. But there's been a study by Cigna um, that's shown that the Gen Z and the millennials are the loneliest generation. So it's interesting that in this growing up in this world where we are so connected via social media, via, via technology, and these um, young millennials who have grown up with this are actually feeling the most lonely. So often we talk about um, and think about loneliness as people who are isolated or those who don't have many friends or family, but there is a new kind of loneliness um, that's very opaque. Loneliness, loneliness doesn't differentiate. You may be very popular, be in a family or in a relationship and have a very abundant life or career, but you can still feel lonely and isolated in the world. So some of you might even think of people who are in a marriage where they feel alone or in a relationship or even at work. I, through the work I do, I find that there is a lot of different forms of loneliness and it doesn't always um, seem as obvious as, as we might think. So loneliness can permeate through the number of Facebook friends you have, the number of Instagram followers, fame, popularity, busyness, personal or business success. Many of us are aware of world leaders and famous people who felt isolated and lonely and the ending can be really tragic. We often don't know until it's too late. So according to The Week, social science researchers define loneliness as the emotional state created when people have fewer social contacts and meaningful relationships than they would like relationships that make them feel known and understood. And I think that's really an important point in this whole conversation about connection is that it's, um, it's not about the number of people that you're friends with. It's about this deep, meaningful connection where we feel understood and heard. And it's um, so important to really seek out those people in your life that, that you have that deep connection with. Neuroscience has shown us that our brains are actually wired to connect. And in fact, our brain's resting state uh, defaults to the same state as when we're thinking about social connection. So our brain is constantly looking for connection. So we can see that we have this deeply innate need to connect to other people. And this is something that Johan Hari has written quite a lot about in his book, Lost Connections, which talks about why you're depressed and also touches on how depression can relate to loneliness. But he discusses this idea of us connecting back to this hunter-gatherer time when there was a, a big shift in the way that um, people worked together. And in this tribal gathering, cooperation became the way to survive, working together, needing each other. It was um, a, a very powerful way that tribes could um, grow and sustain themselves. And if you he talks about the idea that if somebody you know, then become separated from the group or the tribe, then this is a very high risk 
uh, in terms of human survival. They come on their own. They're more likely to get um, hurt by something or they don't have anybody there to save them if something goes wrong. Their ability to, say, capture food is much more difficult when you are alone. And one theory is that we still have inherited this human instinct to need to connect for our own livelihood and survival. And Johan says that humans need tribes like bees need hives. And I think that's such a great analogy that we often overlook that this is something almost imprinted in our DNA, that we need to be deeply connected to a group of other people or group, you know, a family or tribe for us to thrive and to cooperate and to actually achieve more so i believe that is definitely one of the core reasons why we feel this need to pull together and feel connected loneliness is actually a serious has a serious impact on our mental and physical health so it's not just a nice to have to feel good there's also a lot of research out there that shows that it is um, vital for us to live longer and to feel better to have this this physical and mental connection to others so feeling alone actually causes a release of the stress of a stress hormone you know as it would probably if we were pulled away from the tribe a long time ago and it causes inflammation in the body so loneliness increases the chances of heart disease and increases blood pressure and from a mental health perspective, loneliness increases the likelihood of cognitive decline, dementia, depression, and anxiety. And that's something that, again, Johan Hari talks a lot about in his book, Lost Connections, of this strong correlation between loneliness and anxiety and depression. So I highly, highly recommend um, that book to read. The other incredible fact is that loneliness increases your likelihood of morality by 26%. So that is enormous and it is in the same category as obesity. And I believe that it's similar to smoking something like 15 or 17 cigarettes a day, just the, the detriment of loneliness to our physical and mental well-being. And many of us feel this innate pressure to withhold our own personal struggles or negativity in order to avoid burdening others with our darker side. So we learn to mask our authentic self, our whole self. So the light and the dark, the, the, you know, the, the ups and the downs. But what this does when we kind of have this mask is that it creates more separation rather than this deeper connection that we attain through being vulnerable and authentic and you might have read a recent blog I wrote about being your whole self and it's really talking about how when people show up as their whole self showing their full range of feelings their weaknesses their strengths um, that people feel more deeply connected to them as leaders we trust them more and we are more likely to stay in our jobs so being your authentic self can really help um, to bond you to other people, to, to build this trust and connection. So we understand the detriment of not being connected, the, the downsides of this loneliness epidemic. And I guess the question then becomes is, how can we create more meaningful relationships that bring us this greater sense of connection? And I wanted to talk through six different points 
that are really important to help all of us feel this more meaningful, deep sense of connection because it's actually going to increase our likelihood of living for longer and being healthier and being happier. So the first one is to actively seek out more face-to-face connection. The world has slipped into this false sense of connectivity um, by being connected by connection, sorry, by technology. So get your friends around a dinner table. You can do what our parents did. You actually share good food, um, go on walks with other people, join a shared office space. Um, For me, joining a shared office space has really had a, wonderful impact on the way that I work and has inspired me and motivated me and um, yeah I've just found that's really helped me to get my mojo back into work by by being in a space and bouncing ideas of other people so um, if you're a mother you might join a mother's group or join an exercise group try to do at least one group activity per week a study by the University of Oxford found that women's overall health and well-being improves when they connect with their girlfriends twice a week so there's um, a few ideas for how to connect face to face each week Uh, The second one is probably very obvious, spend less time on social media. So there is scientific evidence that social media is having an increasingly negative impact on our mental health. In a study conducted by the University of Pennsylvania, undergraduates reduced their social media use down to 10 minutes per day per app and the results demonstrated the subjects felt significantly better after a three-week period reporting reduced depression and loneliness so there's this idea that being online and liking people's posts and commenting is making us um, feel more connected maybe commenting does actually but this idea of scrolling through is actually making us feel more unhappy than happy three spend more time with your Um, spend less time with your online community and more time with your real community. So being of service to your community can be deeply fulfilling and can help you find your purpose, which in turn can help you live longer, according to the research done by the Blue Zone team. So purpose is another really important factor in living for a long time. So being actively involved in your community can increase your sense of belonging and make you feel a deeper sense of connection. The fourth one is being present with the people in your life. So as life gets busier, it's really easy to cohabitate with those that you live with. It might be your partner, husband. Um, uh, I think we can all appreciate that we can sometimes have these times where we're living in parallel lives just due to the pressure of juggling this this busy life and managing this information overload so over time this distraction and disconnection can lead to feelings of isolation and loneliness so consciously create time to connect to each other each week talk about things that are meaningful you for you and schedule in time to nurture your relationships and i know for some people it's like i shouldn't have to schedule in time to nurture my relationship but we actually do because of the way that life is now um time just goes by and years can go by where we're actually not having that deep meaningful connection because we're multitasking or we're um you know, just distracted. So this is a really important point of just being present with the people in your life. 
um, vol yeah, volunteer. So the research, that's number six, the research from uh, number five, sorry, Florida State University has shown that volunteering for just two hours a week can help you reduce loneliness. And a study by Drake University showed that volunteering produces significant health benefits, including increased happiness and longevity. Volunteering helps engage the mind. It helps you to be physically active and connect with others in meaningful ways. So to reap the benefits of volunteering, it must be done on a regular basis. That's what the research is showing. Volunteering makes us feel needed, which in turn gives us purpose. And that's maybe what I'll talk about for number six is being connected to yourself and your purpose. So often if we've... Um, you know, lost our own meaning in life and wondering what, you know, what it's all about. We can also feel isolated, isolated from our kind of true calling or um, what it is that we're called to do. So really getting clear on what it is that is your purpose. And if you're not doing something that feels meaningful, maybe starting to check in on that and, and working on ways that you can feel more deeply connected to what you do. Um, the last one is reaching out, reaching out to others. And ironically, often when we feel personally challenged by something in life or when we experience anxiety or depression or feel stuck or lonely, the natural reaction is to pull back from our social connections, to cancel plans, to isolate ourselves even more. And sometimes, you know, you might even have friends who cancel a lot and it can be frustrating, but often it can be because they're actually not feeling um, in the mood or they feel like they're going to, you know, bring other people down. Um, but what, yeah, I guess what happens with that is that by pulling back, we actually isolate ourselves even more. And this pattern reinforces these feelings of being alone and it cements in this deeper feeling of unhappiness. So, Go against your natural reaction and reach out to others, connect with friends or family or your community, and it can really increase um, that feel-good hormone, that oxytocin, which is what, you know, what we have as a mother with our baby. We release oxytocin in this beautiful moment of feeding your baby. Um, it's just a natural hormone that, that makes us feel more connected, and it, it happens when we bring together people, when you bring together um, people in a room or a woman's group or whatever it is that we do release this beautiful hormone that is a real feel-good hormone um, and that can really help our overall happiness. So in sum, I, uh, I just really wanted to emphasize how important connection is and how we often overlook it as actually something that we need for our well-being. We need for us to be mentally well and physically well and it is something that as life gets full, we forget that meaningful relationship is really something that we biologically need to thrive as humans in the world. So yeah, I encourage you to, to go out and to, to connect more and to just be aware of the importance of what it does for you on, and what it, you know, what it does for your livelihood. So thanks so much for tuning in today. I'm looking forward to, to speaking on our next, next topic coming up soon on the podcast. Thank you. 
just before you go, I wanted to say how grateful I am to have you here. So thank you so much for listening. And if you did enjoy this podcast, please do share it with others who are maybe on your Instagram stories or Facebook stories. Simply take a screenshot of the podcast and tag me and maybe tag some people who who you have meaningful connection with in your life you could also drop me a review on on the itunes review section that's how other people come to find out about the live with purpose podcast so thanks again for being here and thank you for sharing the love